0: So then, Andy, you're the king of the show. Yeah, I'm definitely the king of the show. uh But but don't be too don't be too hasty. We gotta get some. We gotta get some good cold open ban- banana material. Or we do need to get some banana material. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say banana? Why did I do that?
1: I mean, that's it, though, right? I mean, we just got it. I think we got it in the bag. <laughs>
0: You can't go straight <laughs> for the banana material <laughs> like that. <laughs> Use me a little. And yes, then i for my time. my child magician. I my time now. I hope for a return to burning fall. Everybody, welcome back to Saturday morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. And uh, oh, I should I, I should probably keep my voice down because we're not supposed to talk too loud here. Because mom is sleeping. No, we want people to be able to listen to the music. We look to your left; it's a goth. To your right, it's an anime kid. We're in a hot topic, baby. Oh we're, in a, oh, we're in a hot topic vibing to them the the, the sounds of of emo I tunes. Love the, I love the idea of somebody shushing you in a hot topic <laughs> like it's a library. <laughs> I can't hear the emo.
1: I can see all of the latest and greatest uh, pop culture properties.
0: Yeah. Uh, they point to a sign that says no being emotionally loud. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're going to we're going to get a whole bunch of really exciting like colors and bracelets with metal spikes on them. And uh, maybe like a maybe like a watch fob that I'll attach to my face piercing and it goes down into a pocket somewhere in my trench coat. It's going to be really, really cool. You guys. Oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to we're going to hook up our piercings. <laughs> oh, OK, OK. Their jewelry is not that bad. Uh, it's decent. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's why we're going to link them up. Yeah, was it decent in 2001, Austin?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I pierced my ears at 32.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that the title of your memoir? <laughs>
1: um, what I'm going to get at Hot Topic is I'm going to get the weird, like, niche uh, video game marketing for, like, games that nobody's ever heard of, but for some reason market really well inside Hot Topic.
0: yeah. Yeah, like uh, what? The Bendy and the Ink Machine merch yeah, it's is, like, is hello very neighbor. strong here. <laughs> Just like, yeah, you know everybody who
1: plays Hello Neighbor? What the fuck is this?
0: No, you know what I'm going to do? There's this really exciting new property. Nobody's heard of it yet because it's super underground. You notice that little robot dog with the word Doom on the shirt? That's this really cool new show called Invader Zim. And... Pretty much everything in this store is Invader Zim now, so you better get with it. It's the new thing. Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Buy all this merch for everybody knows what it is. (laughs) Look,
1: Andy, I wanted you to run with your theme for a little bit. When you said we should keep it down, I thought maybe it's because we were members of the Midnight Society.
0: Mm, Nope. And, uh, you know, because... No, you just... No, don't startle the Goths. (laughs) 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 You can't startle the Goths.
1: No, it's just we're we're doing some Nickelodeon stuff.
0: Yeah, we're doing Nickelodeon stuff uh kind of like by s- accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fully. This is this is a uh, an accidental arc, right? We just we lined up our schedule and uh a few of them are obvious, you know, share an obvious parallel. So here we are. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we had a
1: Patreon poll special. It was also a, a Nicktoon. And yeah. so, you know, yeah, yeah, things things lined up well and look out, it's an impromptu Nickelodeon Nicktoon arc.
0: But like, maybe some of them, maybe some of them stankier Nicktoons that, that right. we can...
1: You know, you can find in on Hot Topic, maybe. You will, You're yeah. going to find your
0: friend Tommy Pickles. No Doug Funny in Hot Topic. Yeah. <laughs> God, can you imagine?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you just run into his nemesis, Roger.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah, so we wanted to start uh, this week, we'd, we'd, we've talked about doing this one for a long time, uh, and I, I think I am the only one here who was, like, deep in the Zim nonsense when I was a kid, right? I've not seen a minute of Invader Zim until today. Wow. Rory? I think that's pretty accurate for me. I, I know I've literally seen, you know, that it exists, but I, uh-huh. I don't think I've sat down to watch an episode in my in my life. Yeah, that's so, fascinating to me. Somewhere between Austin and, uh, and a tree. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> On a scale of Austin to tree. I'm, I'm in, in there. The
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what it was. I think um, uh, somewhere around when Zim came out, maybe around 2000, I feel like I'd almost completely abandoned Nickelodeon mm. as a network uh, because I don't know, just maybe the shows weren't hitting me. And yeah. you know Cartoon Network had Toonami, and suddenly I had shifted to
0: yes you're you an know, anime, anime a dragon, shit boy a little, now a yeah, boy child. I kind of I kind of <laughs> shifted my
1: taste and then suddenly you know Nickelodeon was like Rocket Power and and you know yeah. I don't know just the stuff wild that looked stuff that was <laughs> not aesthetically pleasing yeah and uh and I didn't live there
0: It's an interesting tactic right Nickelodeon full on was like artists they don't have to make cute stuff they, anymore, seems right? Like, like they love drawing gross people. Yeah. I guess maybe we'll just let them. Yeah, of course, <laughs> you know,
1: then there's Avatar, but...
0: Yeah, uh, later. Later yeah. what there was. But it's it's just, it's interesting. I mean, you go back and you look at these these art styles. I mean, Zim is probably more aesthetically pleasing than Wild Thornberrys, but you know what I mean. like A that. little
1: bit, but boy.
0: <laughs> I don't know, guys. Well, okay, so... Here's a, here's another question I have for you, then. Are are either of you familiar with the works of the creator, Jonan Vasquez?
1: Only nope. familiar with him as the creator of Invader Zim, and then sort of knowing about the comics that he did, but uh-huh. I was not otherwise familiar.
0: Same for you, Rory? Uh, I think so. What I mean, I'm not by name, certainly. That's... Oh God, that's so... Cra- okay, so I had a completely different middle school experience than you guys <laughs> did, so... I had several friends who would sneak copies of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac into school to read during lunch, and they would show me, and it was like, I don't know, like a a piece of me, a piece of me unlocked a little bit. I was like, oh what? You can do this. Uh John Jonan Vasquez is like, he's he's making these comics at the age of like, I don't know, I want to say like 19, 20. And they're, like, super out in the middle, of, like, on the fringes. They're indie comics, but they're hitting with, like, middle school kids and early high school. Edgy 12-year-olds. Well, this is the, the era where this sort of, we had a small blip where people were, like, Into bootstrap DIY stuff like this is when the like pre pre jackass stuff was starting to fly off the CKY (laughs) 2K right well
1: and Uh, this was also perfectly lined up with the Newgrounds era of internet of early uh internet with Uh the flash animation the whole like decapitate the friends yeah Happy Tree Friends and like decapitate the bunnies you know Uh or like you know cut cut the head off your teacher flash game or whatever and it was just like you guys why were we (laughs) <laughs> what is happening here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I I think so Jonas Jonas Comics are like really they're kind of like both extremely out there weird sci-fi kind of like heady shit and also like really puerile uh and and kind of gore forward. Um he like he obviously the main character of his main thing that he's famous for is Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Uh He's a deeply troubled is dude, that, but it's like—is is, can you honestly say that he's more famous for that than Invader Zim? No, 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 no. Comic-wise, right? Oh, okay, sure. His, okay. In, in his in his comic world, everyone knows Johnny. I'm, in the world world, it's Zim, mm. uh, okay. which I want. I, he probably has mixed feelings about, but. Yeah, it's like all of his art is like incredibly heavily inked, black and white, terrifyingly like skinny, almost slender man like character designs. Everybody's really, yeah, like really emotionally fucked up people and like kind of a kind of a we're all fucked sort of nihilism vibe to everything. Um, and and like I don't know, like, like almost. It feels very like and this is this is thematically appropriate, I guess. Right. But like it feels very much like his greeting, his comic is sort of like the hallucinations you get when you have stayed up for three days straight. <laughs> That's like the vibe of his shit. And so I had that experience in middle school of friends showing me this and me being like, what the fuck is that? I am a precious little like 12 year old. I've never seen this before. And then. Him finally, like, they announced that he's getting a Nickelodeon show. And even at that age, I was like, man, how's that going to fucking work? (laughs) How are they going to get this guy to fit in this box, like this round peg in this square hole? I do not know how they did it. Yeah. Uh, And the
1: answer is kind of not really.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But did I eat it up when I was a kid? Yes. This was my whole vibe for, like, three solid years, I think. Uh, This was my entire life was was them. And is like looking back on it is like somewhat painful but also like I don't know, maybe not. I I'm so fascinated to find out what you guys think about this when we actually get into the segments because yeah. I I don't even I I have no concept of what you would what you would even think of this going backwards in time like this. You know what I well, mean?
1: Well, I will say this, right just at the top. Um this content it's hard for me to fully dog on this content because it is so perfectly tailor-made for edgy 12-year-olds that, (laughs) you know, it is just, it is like, you know, you wouldn't fault training wheels for existing for a bike, you know, it's like, (laughs) it's like they're there for a very specific age group and you just understand that, you know?
0: Yeah. Like,
1: it's not, it's not trying to be more than it kinda ends up being, which is like a mess, like a big pile of weird, violent nonsense that is perfectly <laughs> perfect for twelve year olds. Uh
0: I will say I can I can certainly I can certainly uh applaud every episode we saw for what it was trying to be. Uh-huh. Um and what it was trying to do. And there are ones that were more or less successful that we'll we'll talk about. But like yeah. um you know um I'm I'm a constant I, I will constantly praise any show that tries to swim upstream on television and mm-hmm. downstream. Yeah, so absolutely. It gets, it yeah. gets that phrase for
1: me. You could sense it pushing the boundaries, but not yeah. just pushing the boundaries, but feeling where the boundaries were.
0: Yeah. So let me, while we're in this intro segment and at the risk of talking too much, let me just, let me, I have a couple more pieces of context for you before I'll, I'll hopefully hand the reins over to you guys. Yeah. We segment. need a little more world building. So yeah, I got a world build for you, Rory. <laughs> it's uh, the lore. No, I I just I think these are I think these are fun and maybe add some some angles to think about it. So Jonan was approached by Nickelodeon to pitch a show because they were looking for a Ren and Stimpy replacement and they saw Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and they were like, hey, you ever pitched a show before? And he was like, I'm 22 years old. And they're like, we don't care. I draw a cartoon in my basement. (laughs) Yeah. And he said He's been quoted as saying like that going from working essentially as a solo auteur in like a weird nowhere, nowhere land to working with tons of people on a cartoon for Nick. He's he said it was an absolute misery. Wow. (laughs) I'm not surprised. And and the 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 television creation and I think perhaps probably more so for cartoons, uh, getting weird, eclectic writers to be uh, management is a terrible idea yeah it's, it's yeah. just not a smart way to make to run a business yeah yes. no
1: it's like it's like imagine grabbing like a skateboarder and being like hey do you want to be the ceo of a company and like
0: <laughs> we're counting on you kid <laughs> yeah and so so imagine imagine this it's 2001 and they've greenlit this show and it's getting it's going out there uh they had initially in their in their ideas they've been like we're going to craft like a programming block for the 11 to 15 market and by the time zim is created and is going to air they've fully changed their mind and they're like no we got to focus in on that 6 to 10 year old market that nickelodeon is known for so what do we do with this and uh <laughs> it it basically premiered in the same sort of time frame as fairly odd parents and so this was the order that they aired it it was these are the time slots. It was fairly odd parents, Invader Zim, rocket power. Yeah sure, that's, uh, some, that's some whiplash. and just and it's just <laughs> but it's also that's just throwing sort of shit on the wall to see what sticks. It, it, in terms yeah. of like the lineup, like and I guess oftentimes that's more or less how lineups go, right? They're not usually handcrafted totally. Uh, um, but with that being said, I can see I cannot see how you're getting anybody coming in and out of invader zim to like fairly Parents and rocket power are already pretty different but at least they're maybe kind of vibe similar vibe or like tonal tonally like i can see if i'm in the mood for one watching the other even if they're very different and they're more Uh, widely accessible probably by different age groups yeah well I don't know rocket power is a weird one because it's like it is it's, it's because it's nothing it's like I don't know who it appeals to well it was like it kids was just, who want to who their power fantasy is do nothing I, I it don't was on get the it.
1: coattails of wild thornberry so it was yeah. it was sort of like mm-hmm. anybody who liked Thornberries was like oh I guess I'll see this show that kind of looks like
0: this also same... has weird shaped people and... uh-huh. <laughs>
1: yeah these people are equally as ugly as the Thornberries. I know <laughs>
0: Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It was it 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 was supposed to be for 11 to 15s. It only really got seen by 6 to 10s. It was a critical darling but a ratings poop. Um and so Nickelodeon halfway through season 2 uh canceled the show uh like mid-production and they didn't even fully air out all the episodes for several years. Um But yeah, so they were like, You're not doing well with the six to tens and
1: like, Yeah, no shit. That's not what
0: there's okay, cool. Bye.
1: I make a show about organ harvesting. I don't
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's my that's my extra context. I think I think it's time. Let's 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 get in. We got three episodes to talk about. Let's die right Zim. It's Vader same time. Uh, we watched three episodes of the show, and I assume we're going to just kind of go in chronological order through them. Uh, or so, yeah, do we want to go? Th- oh, right. There's, thought... there's controversy. Andy has Andy has order <laughs> controversy again. This episode. I, I'm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> episode no. order corner with Andy. We'll, we'll, we'll say this out loud. <laughs> I think Dark Harvest is the best of the bunch, and so I was going to put it at the end. Oh, Do that's you feel fine. the same? We'll do that. Uh, 100%. <laughs> Great, so let's um, hit NanoZim first. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, it, it, may, it may appeal to our listeners to have more, have a little positivity somewhere in this in this uh, three part. Mm. But I, I think there'll be will be positivity. I've I've nice things to say about this. About this episode. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Invader Zim 3B NanoZim. Uh, after Dib sneaks into Zim's base and takes incriminating pictures of Zim without his disguise on. Zim shrinks to microscopic size, enter Dib's body, accesses Dib's nervous system, and controls Dib in order to crush the storage disk with the photos on it. However, when Dib reveals he has a copy of the disk hidden in the house, Zim travels to Dib's brain to erase the memory of where the copy is hidden. And now, I think just from this synopsis alone, you will start to see, the I think my main critique of this show, um, but it is it is sort of couched in a in a compliment because these twelve minute episodes allow Zim to get so abstract, so artsy, uh, sometimes <laughs> so dark. Um, you, I don't think that they could get away with living in that, especially mm-hmm. for, in a kids show for for a full thirty minutes. I think yeah. right, yeah. I think how weird it gets needs need, needs a shorter episode to allow. You know, to give to give you a fucking chance to catch your breath after the yeah yeah, you know, uh, or to
1: keep you to keep you from thinking about what has actually happened. Yeah.
0: Now, w- with that being said, every every episode that we watched is so premise heavy. There's like so there's usually some sort of sci-fi or horror film that's being um uh, aped. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doing just too much it's too fucking busy for 12 minutes there's just so much happening constantly that yeah you, kinda, you can get lost in it and i think in most of them i did even even dark harvest i would say i got lost in, in mm-hmm. sort of the busyness yes uh i'll also say i think you're totally spot on there the 30 minute episodes that they had did produce not my favorite hmm. Uh, like letting it stew for longer, like letting us sit with one premise for a full 30 minute episode. It just doesn't, I I don't think it works right. I I think the interesting thing here is I think this is the first time I'll, I'll have said on our show. I don't think this was, this doesn't really work as TV in the sense that like it, it both wants to have room to breathe and cannot exist for longer. Yeah, um, it's like the medium is not is. It probably mm-hmm. would have been better as a comic, and it looks like right. he wrote a fair amount of Zim comics. They had really, really detailed storyboards for this for these shows. Oh, did they just um, release the storyboards as comics? That's, that's no, thing. no. But that would be cool. No, yeah. I just like I know from having read stuff and like listened to. Oh my god, I'm going to admit to listening to DVD commentary. Uh, <laughs> y- I own the DVDs for this. Let's be honest, I I do. Uh, they yeah they had. They were like Nickelodeon was super impressed or whatever, but like they always had these like crazy detailed storyboards with like just super like a ton of detail. Uh I'll say that probably is one of my favorite things about, about Zim is like it's animated super well and with a real great eye to character, I think. Like the way everybody moves is super specific. And, and
1: well, nothing looks quite like it, I guess, is the kindest yeah. thing I'll say. Um about, I mean, yes, the animation itself, the the art style, is is such a throwback. Is such a like this time? <laughs> does when, it before does we it make really you
0: feel embarrassed? Does this like does this get to that like when I was younger? Cringe vibe for you? Oh like, yeah, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, because that's because that's I feel like a not uniquely millennial thing. Like everybody's got that, but like this show hit at such a perfect cringe time for us being alive. Like yeah,
1: but it's also like we hadn't really figured out digital art just yet. Uh huh. Like this was very clearly that sort of early digital stuff, uh, with again that flash Newgrounds, um, art style. You know, this like sort of like you know a thirteen-year-old's version of Tim Burton. <laughs> that uh, it it's not always great to look at. Um. Oh, he ate it I, up though. I, yeah, oh, absolutely. That's, again, again, mm-hmm. it was perfect for the, the exact time it came out yeah. for the exact age group that it was, <laughs> you know, designed yeah. for. Um, but, you know, it's just like, yeah, there, there's, there's parts of it that it is hard to look at.
0: Now, from these three episodes, uh, I have a question for you, Andy. Yeah. Does this show have a protagonist? I mean, is Zim always because in the episodes I, I can see that the Shtick is obviously he's trying to take over the world and he's he's gonna be doing some sort of pinky in the brain type shit. Um but we sort mm-hmm. of we seem to spend pretty equal time with with Dip trying to stop him or get in his way or whatever. Um yeah. and I enjoy that sort of, you know, the two hander of it. I like that they're both these sort of unlikable anti-heroes. Yes. Um yes. that's fun. That uh, and, uh, and and a TV show without a main character is a bold fucking move. Even if one of them is the name, one of them yeah. is the name. So it sort of seems like there would be. Yeah. Um, but are we supposed to sort of root for either of them? Well, that's th- that's an interesting question. I think I think therein lies the kind of okay. So it's it's we're our... all doomed nihilism Sure. Of, okay. Of so, what's yeah. going on, I think. I Pick think whichever that one you associate with part of the shtick. Yeah, is it's like. So, I mean, Zim is himself a reject, right? I mean, we haven't talked about this. For anybody who doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, Zim is a reject uh, alien invader from a race that's way better in general at invading planets. Uh, And they hated him so much that they sent him to Earth on, like, a fake secret assignment uh, with a defective robot. And he's very small and he's got a lot to prove, but he's really bad at it. And so, like, it's both kind of like alien invaders are here and they're horrible. And the only person on our side who notices what's going on is like an edgy is trench this, coat kid. Is this kid. little Q kid? This... <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a stupid, like extremely terrible, like uh, yeah, like a QAnon exactly, like like exactly. He's like a fucking conspiracy theory kid who's very ineffective. And watching them fight each other is. Amusing and also sad.
1: And is yeah. is Gaz his sister?
0: Yes, Gaz is Dib's sister. I okay. like the sister. You know who else is a pretty likable character? Torque. Torque Smacky. Torque. Yeah, the workout boy who we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are likable characters in their orbit, but you are. I'd, I'm pretty positive you're not supposed to like any of them. I think there are times where. Where well, Div yeah, like clearly I said, I, I, the get hero. That, I get that they're yeah somewhat unlikable. That's that's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. I guess my point was like uh, it was more about like f- structure wise. Yeah. Is, is, it, think... is it always ambiguous? Like there's going to be there's going to be a failed invasion plot foiled by this sort of, you know, Q goober. And it's just <laughs> you're just kind of watching the the Rube Goldberg machine fail. Yeah. Every time. Uh, that, yeah. That's a lot of it. Yes. Okay. Uh, there are there are. Definitely episodes where Dib is more stereotypically protagonist, uh, where he's definitely like, you know, he's, he's the righteous one and he's trying to get rid of Zim. There's episodes think, even where Zim is is more like, you know, you're you rooting think, for yeah. him. Exactly. Yeah. And that's fun. That's a fun dynamic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like in Pinky and the Brain, you are kind of hoping they take over the world. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It also helps that in Zim earth is painted with a stanky brush
1: yeah Uh, it's a weird
0: place this er, earth is not presented as a place worth saving their school is like a terrifying jail and i'm pretty sure their teacher (laughs) miss bitters is a demon uh she's she's like a fucking vampire wraith uh and you know it's 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 uh it's not a fun place to be. And so, I don't know. It, it, it gives an interesting vibe, I guess. Uh, yeah.
1: There's a sketchiness to the world. And I don't mean like, like a bad street corner. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like a like with pencil, like, yeah. yeah like where, mm-hmm. where the school is just the sign says school S K O O L. Yeah. Um, and the buses say school bus, like S K O O L. you know, and where they just kind of like, you get the idea it's Mm -hmm. a school or whatever, you know, like there's not the amount of perfect detail to all things. It is expressionist in that way, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what message we're supposed to like walk away from, from it. There are sometimes like hard bleak life lessons baked into these episodes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't think it's I don't think the show feels particularly bleak necessarily, but it does feel like intentionally and scary
1: grim. Yeah, there is. uh, I believe it was IMDb trivia that said, I think a blue sky is featured once in the entire (laughs) the entire run of the show.
0: I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So I sort of this this first episode, uh, just to sort of talk about it. uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a little more abstract because like I'm about to say, um this one kind of washed over me because I didn't know the characters and it's moving a mile a fucking minute. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. But the second two, I have more to say on just because I sort of caught up to the speed of what the show is. Mm-hmm. Um I liked... I don't know. Like I said, I, I like how it took the premise like so far. So, like Again, it's like it just... it. D- there's no TV format I want to recommend. I don't think it should be longer. Mm-hmm. But like two minutes into this show, we've gone from... Dib sneaking and trying to take pictures to zim inside him in a spaceship trying to like tear his body apart i'm i'm just i i'm 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 struggling so much to keep up with what's happening i'll
1: take i'll take the football yeah um (laughs) go for it i i think there is a world in which these episode premises are craft you know in a way are are expertly extended to 30 minutes and they feel yeah sure because we, yeah we just tone it down concepts, a little bit the concepts are cool enough yeah the because you know the concepts of the episodes are interesting enough they they are clever episodes and they have strong hooks for what the action is going to be yeah um, but it it seems to get so lost in the lol so random uh mm-hmm. kind of thing where it's just like Oh, tacos bacon, pastrami, yeah. Yeah. weasel. You know, or you know, just like oh, it's going to take those those turns really it'll quickly. It'll take those. It'll oh, take you, those d- you didn't
0: yeah. you didn't like you didn't like Zim talking about his weasel's experiment because weasels are the funniest animal, didn't you know? <laughs> no, it's true, you're right. Now I'm going down below to check the laser weasel experiment. I think they're right by now. <laughs> Computer take Me to the Weasels! Weasels is the absolute it's so it's so funny and so random to talk about weasels. Now is this show uh Andy, is this show sp- like anti-canon, I should assume? Like nothing Uh yeah, 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 yeah. The there are very, very precious few things that are that are ever like established. It was sort of un- Yeah, I mean it seemed that way, but it was like it never you know, with Aquatine, they blow themselves up, so you leaves little yeah. to the imagination. That's like there's the show's an episode back next week, but they all died. And one of our yeah. episodes ends pretty conclusively. Like th- that can't be, you know, like kind Zim's brain of, is out. Yeah, so he he shoots a dog, he shoots a pig into his brain, but then he's holding <laughs> like he's got a, but then he's holding his brain and it seems like he's capable of putting his brain back. Right, you never know. I'll say there's another episode we didn't watch where the end of the episode has Zim being flung into the sun. So, okay, sure. Yeah, so yeah, anti canon, it's definitely anti canon for the most part. Uh, some of the episodes bother to reset us to the sad status quo, and that's kind of like the, the cruel uh, joke of life. Yes, exactly. Um, your but, own
1: life is the punchline.
0: Yeah, Fuck yeah, god, I'm gonna go draw something in my god sketchbook <laughs> about this.
1: Your life is the virus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I. W- in this episode, right? So Zim's inside of him in a spaceship. Uh, Dib, Dib's response to this, once he learns what's going on, because he, he f- actually, in a fun scene, he finds out because he suddenly loses control of his arms and Zim has attached himself to his arm control nerve.
1: At this very moment, I'm inside a microscopic submersible somewhere in your disgusting
0: belly attached to your arm control nerve.
1: Arm control nerve? Yes, arm control nerve in my belly.
0: Yes, humans don't have arm control nerve. Don't listen me. I control your arms. <laughs> 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 but it's funny, and yeah. I, I, I'm intrigued by the dad character who is who is the <laughs> yes. sort of mad scientist type, but he seems like pretty alpha chatty, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fun twist on the mad scientist, and not at all concerned with the alien invasion. Yeah, well, right. he's he's an absentee parent, and he doesn't believe Dib about the aliens because Dib's—you have to know has been talking for ever since he was a little kid about fucking aliens and bigfoots and shit. And I see, sure. His dad is and like, and, and I'm again, not yeah, he's having just this. a goofy little Q boy. Yeah, <laughs> and I like that yeah. his dad is is emotionally withholding to that kind of energy <laughs> yeah there is a there is another whole episode that dib spends trying to go see his dad but his dad is like behind a series of like horrible challenges at his office and he just can't even get there <laughs> uh yeah he he asks his dad for the for his like experimental nanoship dad dad i need your help the world needs my help son do you still have that microscopic nanoship thing you were working on of course, the controls are over there. Why do you need this, son? There's an alien in my
1: guts, and he's trying to destroy my brain.
0: Ah, well, run along then. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. rest of it is kind of fun. I like this concept of Dib piloting a spaceship inside of himself, like a like a video game, like a like a. Uh, and and his sister Gaz is like only all about video games, and so she ends up like pushing him out of the way and like. Playing him, playing his life or death situation like it's a video game, and winning and beating yeah, the shit. Yeah, she's very of him. fun because she. I love Gaz. She she plays ball, but doesn't seem at all like uh, bought into it. Yeah, but, for, but but she but she engages in the premise, unlike the mad scientist dad who doesn't engage in the premise. Right. I do totally. have to
1: call out a little bit of dialogue that Gaz says that to me perfectly represented this type of writing. Especially early two thousands, like post Buffy, quippy qui- kind of quippy writing that for some reason is still used today, uh, and it's this line. Remember earlier the whole bugging me thing? You're doing it again.
0: Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Wh- I don't know. And what it's it just is like nobody that.
1: talks in this way. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so belabored. It's <laughs> such a like. It's
0: this. Yeah. It's this sort of like. uh what what do you call it uh like valley girl shakespearean this sort of like rearranging grammar <laughs> but it sounds <laughs> yeah
1: um are we gonna do that me not talking to you thing it's <laughs> like oh god
0: this is a real garden path sentence yeah yeah, yeah. uh I, I don't know i just i like this one so i obviously picked these episodes i was trying to give kind of like a I don't know, just a snapshot of the different vibes available on the, on, on, on the buffet. This one, I probably should have rewatched this one having learned what the show was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this one. So what's interesting here is that obviously, like, we're in, we're in the early age of, like, meshing 2D and 3D. Uh, and I think this one turned a lot of heads. Uh, it was, like, one of the second, maybe the second or third episode or something. And this was, like, oh, shit, like. We see, like, the initial premise of this show, and it's, you know, it's very, like, weird, also random comedy, kind of edgy, whatever. And then this episode was, like, almost all action, and they weren't doing a bad job. Like, the action's no. cool, and yeah. it, like, it, it looks like, a works. lot better
1: than that 3D Voltron show.
0: Yeah! Way the premise better! premise sci-fi and the premise comedy... Is pretty good, but yeah, mm-hmm. th- and in all three of these, I would say I can I can say that I think the premise sci-fi and then the, like the sort of context based humor is good, and it's the mm-hmm. quippiness that really sort of and the lulso so randoms that Austin yeah. mentioned. This just feels sort of thrown in there. It's yeah. very dated.
1: That yeah. that part is extremely dated at this point because it's just that
0: dated sort sure, of. But it doesn't it just feel sort of thrown on top, like not really yeah. integrated into the like Buffy. You can at least say like is sort of enmeshed in the style and uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, this yeah. Feels but then just not just you know, in it, in it. everybody it feels
1: be. like they're a catchphrase machine. Yeah, and that, and to be honest, it kind of worked. I mean, for for Zim fans, I knew people that were
0: just shouting catchphrases. Oh yeah, it's a quote. It's a, yeah, it's a definitely it's all, a quote generator. We all knew every word of this show. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> not. I'm not. Look, I'm not even gonna yeah. act like I wasn't a cringe monster about this show. Like, I know who I was, and to some degree, still am. And I was surprised at how little I cringed watching this again because I haven't watched them in years and years and years. Uh, I don't know. There's still some like nugget of Uh, genuine appreciation. Yeah, I can see how this is sort of a little more triggering to you. uh, Period. (laughs) Uh, Since I was sort of like sort of fully entrenched in The Simpsons at this point, I was able to, watching Invader Zim now as a 33-year-old, Pretty fine. I did not have the, I did not yeah. have like, I did not get the cringe sweats that you <laughs> seem to, to. Yeah, I got them a little bit, uh, but not, but nowhere near as bad as I thought I would.
1: Well, I think for me, I think the reason is that I, at least the kind of person who I was at this time, bumped up very close to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. you like, you know, uh, and it's, uh, it, this could have been me. It, the, yeah, this could, <laughs> this could have been me. Exactly. Cause I was, you know, I was just completely a, uh, you know, a, uh, a, a Whedon, you know, a Whedon kid with the Tim Burton, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. with a little Tim Burton on the side. And, uh, (laughs) you know, this, this definitely could have really, yeah, thrown me, (laughs) thrown me through a, through a sliding door. I could have had Um, a very different,
0: I could have had a very different internet search history.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, it's worth mentioning also, uh, during the, uh, Zim inside dibs body, um,
0: generates the Arms Like Noodles line.
1: Arms like
0: noodles! Yeah, that I threw in our theme this, this year. That is in our theme
1: song this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't want to miss that line.
0: I'll, um, yeah. My, f- my favorite stupid little throwaway moment in this episode is right near the very end when Gaz, like, just, you know, fighting game wrecks Zim as he, like, screams. He's, like, Chucked down some kind of esophagus or something, and Gaz like goes over to the arm control nerve, destroys the probe in it, and then <laughs> backs out and types in her initials like it's a fucking arcade game. It's <laughs> <That's> good, <laughs> and and I think the thing that really worked for me in this episode is that throughout all of this, um, Dib is just descending into uh, brain dead, like brain death, as, his, yeah. as they mm-hmm. use his they use his central nervous system as a battleground. Yeah. And he's just he's just getting dumber and dumber. And it's and we see it and we hear it in his dialogue. And it's fun. I mean, it's, it's grotesque and it's horrifying, but it's fun. Like as a like. That's a tagline for the right. show. It's, a, it's compelling.
1: <laughs> well, and that's I think the success that a show like this that is willing to. I don't know, do harm to its characters without really having any sort of consideration for their long term well-being. Um, yeah it just it means that they can go all the way for on a concept and Mm -hmm. not feel like oh well it's fine nobody got hurt or whatever and in this way zim is able to win in the sense that he deletes the location of the disc from dibs brain which is his goal and uh dib also is able to fight off zim from his body which was his goal and so again (laughs) not having a protagonist but they can also both get these sort of half victories. Yeah. So it's kind of like satisfying. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's like (laughs) and yeah, and like he can do damage to his nerves. Everybody kind of gets what they want and doesn't get what they want.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. Your uh your mentioning of of this show's willingness to hurt their characters is probably the best transition we're gonna get to the next episode.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is Invader Zim episode 8B, Bad, Bad Rubber Piggy.
0: Lol, so random.
1: So random. Using a time portal device, Zim hopes to make a machine to go back in time and kill Dib when he is a small child. However, the machine is incompatible with time travel, and Zim's new plan is to send a small rubber pig toy into the past in an attempt to injure Dib. After some initial success, Zim realizes that altering the past can cause undesirable results in the present. Kind of,
0: yeah. Undesirable for Zim, maybe. I <laughs> yeah. mean, well, Dib's life gets gets continuously worse. Yeah, uh, and that's what this <laughs> is. This this fucking... episode is basically. I mean, there's it's sort of couched in that lolso so random. We're going to use rubber piggies to torture this guy. Yep. Um, but the thing is, is it works, and we ba- and and um. Zim, we just watch Zim traumatize a child for the entire episode. As his life just yeah. gets worse, and he's getting these like he's getting PTSD, and he's his his body is getting is withering getting, away, yeah. withering away. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, okay, I want to talk about this real quick. We haven't talked about Gurr at all. Who is, I will say. I uh, I have yeah, I have Ger different feelings. I have different feelings coming back to Gur after all these years. Uh Gur was absolutely kind of like the 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 thing to he's latch on to. Right? He's the he's Pikachu, right? He's the Pikachu of the show. He's dumb and endearing and that's fun, but he's also the most lol random thing on the show. Yeah. Uh it's it's like he's Gur Gur is almost concentrated cringe vibe if you if you're mm, really yeah. like if you're if you're about to cringe from this show it's it's like it's like cringe personified for girl. Yeah. Because all of my
1: like artist friends in, in junior high were just like Gur maniacs.
0: Yes. <laughs> well that's the thing. I mean it did hit and I loved it. I mean, there's a there's a thing in the very in the in the pilot episode where Zim's flying to Earth and it takes forever, and he's stuck in his ship with Gur. and Gur says, "I'm gonna sing the doom song now," and the doom song is just him saying "doom" over and over again. I
1: gotta sing the doom song now. Doom, 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 doom. Oh, random.
0: Um, it's so random. And, oh, doom. And, like, the fact that Ger said the word doom a lot, like, almost became, like, a shorthand for writers as the show went along. And they just kept, like...
1: Flanderizing him even more.
0: Yeah. You you know why I think this 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 uh cringy thing hit, though? Mm. I uh, guess. I, my guess would be because it's actually authentic. This isn't some boomer, like, trying to peel the yep. kids. Yeah. This is a 20-something... Like, then that's his sense of humor, too? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Totally. I, 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 I agree. It comes from a more authentic place. Uh, it, and it's so, it's so strange, because, like, if you read Jonan's comics, at the same time that they are, like, wildly adult, like, interspersed are these jokes that feel like Gurr could say them. You know, like, it's, it's both very childish and intensely violent. Uh, yeah, sure. And I think that that was like the whole vibe. Um, so, well, that was Ger Grounds, sort of, too. yeah, <laughs> Gers sort of commits the sci-fi sin that I, I hate to see the most, um, especially for a show that is, is so, again, so aggressively playing in science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a robot. He doesn't. And it's just he should just be an alien. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't act like a robot at all. There are there are very few moments. I mean, there are, there are moments. I mean, like other episodes, they play more with him being a robot, but like in practicality, he, he's just a weird he's just little a monster dog, he's just a weird little monster dog. Yeah. He's a Pikachu. So he's obsessed with this little, uh, rubber piggy toy in this episode. And after Zim's like time travel machine fails, Zim steals the rubber piggy and throws it in anger. And it goes into the portal and the portal accepts the pig in a way that it did not accept his like kill machine. And the first thing that happens to baby Dib, who is riding a tricycle, is that the tricycle is replaced by this pig, and he's going downhill, and this tiny child Dib like just tumbles and like slams straight into a tree.
1: He eats. And when we
0: he eats absolute shit. And when we cut over to Dib in in like like current time. It, like, flashes, and suddenly he's, like, missing a tooth, and he's got all these weird, like, almost liver spots all over his body, and he speaks with a lisp, and he's like, what the hell, gas? Yeah, like, t- t- did I, have I always... And he's, and he's, and he's getting, like, timeline bends where uh-huh. the existing he's, he's aware of something is aware multiple times is... Yeah, wrong. exactly. It's starting to <laughs> melt his brain. Yeah. Yeah, what's the... So, like, that's the first one. Uh, The second one, like, a a slightly older Dib is, uh like, trying out Professor Membrane's, like, anti-gravity helmet. And he's, like, fucking fully, like, 30, 40 feet in the air floating. And Sim replaces the helmet with a pig. And he falls the whole way and crashes into the ground. And now, like, modern Dib has, like, a fucking... Giant backpack that's like pumping and helping him breathe with tubes <laughs> through his neck.
1: Yeah, we, he got a claw hand. He's in this full there. iron lung. Yeah, claw he did hand. Get the claw, claw hand. hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like this cartoonishly huge like breathing apparatus. It worked for me.
1: Yeah, there's also the the piggy itself has sort of created weird ripples through the timeline as well. Mm-hmm. There's something about glory to pizza hog. What was that?
0: Oh, oh no. <laughs> I don't know. I think that that could be a result of the pig situation. I don't know. Uh, I'd, I'd have to look that up. This may be the first appearance of Bloaty's Pizza Hog, but there is a there is a fast food restaurant in universe called Bloaty's Pizza Hog, uh, and Gaz okay. loves it. And so sometimes we see ads for Bloaty's Pizza Hog. Hey, you eat the pizza.
1: Okay, I just had Glory to Pizza Hog written down. <laughs>
0: Uh, see and that's a kind of randomness I kind of like. And also I would sort of believe, especially in this sort of grim universe, there is yeah. a pizza place called Pizza Hog. Yeah, it's you know what sort I mean? Of like, like a gravity it's random but sort believable. Of yeah, like, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. So I can get behind that. I can get behind that joke glory to the Pizza Hog. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then I think the 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 third like major one is that uh, an even older little kid dib is Trying to get a, a, trying to capture a foot, like a uh, a picture of a Bigfoot baby. Who says one of my favorite lines? A little Bigfoot. (laughs) I'm a regular kid. I just want to eat (laughs) (laughs) grubs
1: And and then there's a thing about. (laughs) It's like little Bigfoot. Um, uh, there's a thing about what is it like a, a a like fish people. And uh some oh, sort of like yeah. monster oh, wearing a, a suit
0: as another yeah, monster. Yeah, that was in that was in uh what's his name? What's the dad's name? Andy? Professor Membrane. Professor Membrane, he does the sort of like infomercial for his time travel device at the beginning. And that's where the fish guy he's does yeah, fish. Man it's like thing. a it's like a flippant example he gives of what could happen if you change the past. Like further unpredictable effects will arise as a result of mankind's foolish altering of the timeline like this giant fish in a bear suit he would be horrible look at him go and later that does just happen there's a thing i want to praise this for that is a little bit out of time this is a little bit into the sausage of how we make our show Mm -hmm. because i want to praise it for something compared to a different choice danny phantom made
1: um oh this is a
0: preview for next week it's a preview for next week um so we cut (laughs) to so professor membrane has has like basically built a, a Godzilla is a fish. It's a fish in a bear suit. It's also random, but it is <laughs> it is Godzilla. It's in Tokyo, and he eats he eats a little a little Tokyo boy. And uh, there was not an inclination at all to make him exceptionally Asian. He's yeah, just a, yes. he, just eats, a, he yep. just eats a kid, and he it, just eats a kid. Yeah, it's yes.
1: not. Look it's what looks look at what's happening over in Asia.
0: A- <laughs> in the far east in
1: the exotic land of Asia
0: <laughs> yeah no they they avoid doing that Yeah, uh, and so points yeah. yeah points are awarded um I love I love the turn that this takes uh first of all we watch a kid die in this show uh yeah. I, <laughs> well, that, or the one who just got eaten by Godzilla? by the Well, that Godzilla. one too. But I yeah. was talking about Dib. So yeah. Dib falls after this Bigfoot scenario, and the paramedics are now there, and they've got the paddles out. And the guy's like, if I lose one more patient today, I'm going to get written up. And as he's about to do the the shock, the paddles get replaced with piggies, and we watch Dib flatline and die.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> then... Kind of, I and mean, he comes back. Well, but right. we also watch uh Zim uh watched that with no emotion. Yeah, he sits a uh, yeah. soda and then really leave, you know, as a job well done. He does not find any sort of like, ah, maybe that was a bad idea. Yeah, I uh-huh. uh,
0: I yeah, this this threw me. I I thought that uh there'd be some reason why Zim couldn't just let him die or or didn't have that didn't have that in it he would find that he couldn't emotionally just do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he fully does. He goes back up the toilet and uh uh, realizes uh just that he failed not that he <laughs> yeah uh, that the t- time is not how he wanted it now um for a yeah. different reason we'll, but but he was totally cool emotionally with, with killing dib
1: watching a a a poor like you know a child who is suffering just you know <laughs> just continually <laughs> get worse and then die
0: yeah i think i think there's no better uh descriptor or or like sort of moment to 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 show what this show's all about than that. I that is that is it's so dark. yeah it is it's very unlike anything else that was on TV at the time uh and probably to some degree since in this mm-hmm. in the child entertainment zone, right? This is clearly a precursor to a Rick and Morty and uh and even like an adventure time if we want to go there like of like, you know, Pushing the boundaries of what can be on TV for Adventure Time for kids, but also like, this is like cringy twelve-year-old Rick and Morty to some degree. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, but
1: it's pickle uh, it's, Rick without the self-awareness. So yeah, the proto Rick. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um. So so yeah, the thing that Zim doesn't realize is that in this new timeline he's created, Dib's dad, but upon finding you know his dead son. Uses science to revive him. He pulls and he an astro boy. I have created the new Mega Boy 3,000 fusion powered titanium exoskeleton. It will give him the strength of ten thousand little boys. <laughs> <laughs> the proportional strength of <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little infinite backlog here. Proportional strength of ten thousand. I'll see spiders. myself out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we get shame?
1: Um, but yeah. So as no, thank you. Um, oh, okay. As Mega Boy, I mean, I love Shane. You know, but I'm here, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm Felix, and I'm enough. Uh huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I get all your letters. I know how you feel about me versus Shane, <laughs> but I'm here, dang it. <laughs> um, yeah. As Mega Boy 3000 completely wrecks him, shit. Uh, he starts to regret doing all of this. And has yeah. to come up with a way to somehow fix the timeline.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well Super every big is, is yeah, it and it it kinda comes down to the wire. This this is good again, good uh good pace and good drama, the same way as the same uh praise I gave the the first episode we watched. Mm-hmm. Like this comes down this comes down to it and I wasn't sure exactly I mean I because of how the first episode ended and I wasn't sure if this show was fully anti-canon or not, mm-hmm. I did not know how this was gonna end. Like well, if Zim was able to reset things or not.
1: Because the stakes the stakes will go wherever they go because you yeah. know literally everybody could die. Yeah. <laughs> because the show doesn't <laughs> care. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, so but you're it like, did it Oh did, no. It did give me a rare moment as, you know, story boy to just have no idea like where this was going. Yeah. At all? Yeah. Like, just structurally, I was out of, out of uh, you know, off the ladder.
1: Yeah, again, well, and, because with no protagonist, you don't have to...
0: Where's Joseph Campbell? <laughs> yeah,
1: you don't have to <laughs> follow the, some very rigid story rules.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and I will say that maybe one of Zim's weaknesses, or it's a strength if you like this sort of thing, is that not, in, in a very similar way to how this happens in this episode, a lot of times they'll just, like, raise the stakes so far that they end up in a corner and they yeah, just, kind just kind of, of wet farts at the end. Yeah. They mm-hmm. kind of like are like at the end. And, and that's supposed to be like, you know, Hey, that's, that's this show. It's a little silly. Right. But it does kind of sometimes like fuck up Blue the volume that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the solution at the end here is that Zim realizes he, with the last piggy. Cause all the rest of the piggies he throws only makes the robots stronger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he's got the last piggy and so he's going to use it on himself. He writes a message to himself on the piggy and sends it back in time to stop him from ever using the time machine. Uh, but the way the time machine works is that it always like replaces an like something with the pig and he like miscalculates or whatever. And he ends up replacing his own brain with the pig. Uh, and so we just see this like drooling Zim with a pig in his brain at the end of the episode with
1: the note like, that's like, please. Re- yeah, please do. Yeah. Not, yeah.
0: So maybe he kills himself, but like I said, he's also holding his brain and seems like and is capable of human th- of like not human thought, but like is capable of thought and speech with a brain yeah. with with no brain. So I was yeah. like, I just didn't know if this totally. Was a- if you can recover from this. <laughs>
1: <was> like, yeah. <laughs> right. And and given their, their anti-canon approach, you take each episode by itself. They can kind yeah. of serve as these like little mini Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. You know, that can have a dark ending. And that's sort of the end of this, you know, of this story. Right. You know, because it mm-hmm. doesn't have to reset. It can kind of end with something unsettling or haunting. Or like, hmm, really makes you think about the consequences <laughs> of whatever. You know, it's like... <laughs> yeah yeah
0: neat yeah so i don't know i i like this one a lot i remember i remember this one very fondly mostly because of how much it was again shocking as a kid to see dib suffer this much on a cartoon
1: yeah he gets it (laughs) bad
0: okay let's let's go to the let's go to the last one Okay, guys, so, uh, the last episode of Invader Zim we watched, uh, is episode 4B, Dark Harvest. When a pigeon lands on Zim's head in class, (laughs) he is sent to the nurse's office for having a head pigeon, but he becomes concerned that the nurse may discover that he is not actually human. To avoid this, Zim steals human organs from other children. Uh, and let me just say, this episode fucking slaps. This, this- if every episode of Invader Zim was like this, I can see this being a—I don't know—much bigger cultural icon. But I guess it kind of—it kind of pierced the people it was gonna pierce. It did. I, I will fully admit in this moment right now to you that having a hunch that this would be the only that time you we have ever a full watch back Zim. Tattoo that says head <laughs> No, I just, I'm pretty positive. This is the only time we're going to watch them on the podcast. And so did I cherry pick? Absolutely. This uh, Invader Zim peaks early on Dark Harvest. Hmm. I don't think there's an episode that's better than Dark Harvest. Um, there's plenty that are good. There's also plenty that are wet farts. There's plenty that seem like they were kind of getting high on their own weird supply and mm-hmm. kind of just leaned too far into the randomness. They didn't. They didn't stop experimenting and being like extremely weird and new into the like late season two stuff. Like there's still bangers back there. There's a whole episode called "A Room with a Moose," and it's it's incredible. There's an episode called "Zim Eats Waffles" that is almost entirely like
1: footage so
0: of Zim eating waffles. Like it's it's really like they kept being weird, but I don't think they ever had the magic the way they had in the early episodes. Do you remember Dark Harvest the, episode- is the best. <laughs> The episode of review with Forrest McNeil where he
1: he just has to eat a bunch of pancakes. That's great. (laughs) That's that's very good. Uh. Um, I do not understand how this episode aired on Uh television. (laughs) I I will be honest. I do not understand. Uh, how this got approved to air. I know that like looking back at Ren and Stimpy and they're talking about Ren and Stimpy, that there is clearly Nick knew what content they had a little girl so they could get away hands, with, yeah. you know, and yeah. that they yep. knew that there was some sort of weird needle. They could try to thread <laughs> with, uh, what is acceptable and being like, honestly, it's kind of harmless because they're not fucking they're not each other. Nobody, yeah. nobody's, yeah. nobody's pulling their dick out. And shoving it in someone's ass. So, so, you know, we can do whatever we want other than that.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. so, so this, <laughs> this, one, this one was supposed to initially air uh, as a pair with an episode called Bestest Friend uh bestest friend is kind of this this episode where Zim really thinks he needs a friend to fit in and so he gets this like weird social outcast who ends up becoming obsessed with him and like stalking him and then Zim does some really morally questionable shit to this kid. It's like really weird. they were supposed to air in as a pair, and this apparently was where Nickelodeon drew the line. They were like, I was like we're cool this too much. We're cool with both of these episodes. You cannot have this be a half hour. <laughs> this can't yeah. be the half hour of, of entertainment. <laughs> Not and after so Fairly they... <laughs>
1: Oddparents. No.
0: <laughs> so apparently, so that that's why they they switched them around. And this episode aired with a, a more benign episode called uh, Germs, I think, which is like, I don't know, Zim watches War of the Worlds and gets scared of human bacteria and I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, no, so they apparently drew the line when it was paired with something just as twisted. But uh, but on its own, they were cool. <laughs> so this episode opens on a pretty funny line uh, where they're on the playground and this kid gets hit in the balls, right? Or is it only <laughs> only? Z- yeah. So the kid gets hit in the balls and always funny, right? Man getting hit. In the, in the, oh, man my organs. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zim, Zim laughs for, you know, oh, humans and their, their human uh, human organs. And then he gets hit in the balls. He's like, oh, my squeegeum. my What is it, <laughs> squeegee? Squeedly spooch. Squeedly spooch. Squee-ly spoo-ch. Ah, inferior human organs. Ball my squeedly spooch. <laughs> uh, which is you know, also a low, so random, silly word. But because it's an alien organ, it kind of worked for me. <laughs> and, yeah. and he still got hit in the balls, which also yeah. works for me. <laughs> 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 yeah uh so that's sort of setting up the rest of this episode in a sense because we've established he doesn't have human organs which is going to be the premise of the next 12 minutes <laughs> yep um mm-hmm. uh pigeon lands on his head and he has had pigeons uh oh, and not fucking... only is that a fun silly joke it is a consistent recurring motif of this sort of horror monster that's stalking the school (laughs) Mm -hmm. as this pigeon coos and wings (laughs) flutter. It is so strangely effective. My my strongest memory of this episode when I was like, oh yeah, we have to watch this one is of just Dib running down darkened hallways (laughs) hearing... (laughs) (laughs) Because this pigeon just doesn't leave Sim's head. And no. it's almost like head pigeons are an established condition in this universe. Somehow, it's so fucking right. Weird. It, it
1: is. It is borderline too silly to to exist in this. Even <laughs> even <laughs> in this weird world, the idea that at the end it's just like, oh, you've got head pigeons. The nurse looks, and then the pigeon flies away. All right, all good. And yeah. you're just like <laughs> it's it's almost it's almost too unbelievable that people would consider this a thing. Mm-hmm. I think what um, worked for but...
0: me, the silliness was how well it, it sort of contrasted the darkness. Yeah. Of this episode. yeah it's so completely like, benign. It made it a lot more just, yeah, more tonally pleasant. Like it, it made the meal complete, right? This is the, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. This is, the, is ketchup. the counterpoint. The ketchup on top. Yeah. The counterpoint. Yeah. It's like such a genius little bit of spice. I, I, I love it. Um, yeah, that's, that's like the main, the main thing. So Zim, Uh, No, I should say, Dib, Uh, another important piece of this is that uh, on cue, after wishing he could see Zim's organs, uh, he gets a delivery directly to the elementary school of his X-scope. And it's like he's got X-ray goggles for that episode. Yeah,
1: it is extremely just hand
0: waved. Well, they lampshade it. They make a a little joke out of it, but Yeah. yeah. He already, he, is already a mad scientist. He could just have x-ray goggles. Like. Totally.
1: Yeah, he didn't have to get them, have them arrived at, at that exact time. He could just pull them out of his backpack. Yeah, but,
0: but because he could have them, I didn't care that it was such an obvious, you know, yeah. MacGuffin arrival. Sure.
1: Yeah, um, I want to talk about the hall pass system.
0: <laughs> you mean the neck bomb? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, because again, <laughs> well, we've talked about this. Regular human world is not like a cool place. It is nope. a stylized gulag, prison of some kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where in order to go somewhere, you know, well, you got to have a hall pass, and so it's this some sort of weird neck neck collar that beeps, and
0: uh, and if you leave the school grounds, it will explode. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean he he takes that and then you see him in the hallway and you see these different doors for different departments like taxidermy uh-huh. in the school. Um, yeah, so school twisted, so twisted.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Zim Zim gets scared. So Dib Dib makes a little threat as he's leaving. Zim Zim's like you know because he's sent to the nurses' office because he has head pigeons. And so as he's leaving, Dib goes like
1: you know. Zim. When the nurse examines you, she'll notice that you don't have human organs. Then it's just a short step to a hospital, and from there to an alien autopsy table, and then you're just another segment on mysterious mysteries. I'll be fine. I bet my squeedly spooch on it.
0: And so on the way to the nurse, he's confronted by the the hall monitor, and Sim (laughs) Sim says, Hey, where's your hall pass?
1: Say... You're full of organs, aren't you? Why, yes. Yes, I am. And you wouldn't notice if you were, say, missing a few. Probably not.
0: <laughs> yeah. The frankness to which all these conversations happened kept kept being funny. Yeah. <laughs> People checking their just acknowledging that they have human organs. <laughs> That's a normal yeah. question.
1: Yeah, and yeah. so he's able to, we don't see the actual organ theft happen on camera, <laughs> which I think is the only way that this functions. He has some kind of like a brain replacement. It's like a skull cap that that then zaps a body organ and replaces it with something. Is that right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of a like a little swapsy doodle teleport m- thing that he pulls out of his backpack um, because... Yeah, this is this this is how we see it. Like we pan off camera, we're only seeing their shadows, like from around the corner. And there's this flash, and then the hall monitor stumbles around the corner, and we like zoom in through his fucking belly button, and we go inside this kid, and we see that he, Zim has taken one of his organs. I think it's his liver, liver. and it has replaced it with his beeping neck bomb <laughs> inside this kid's body, and it's that's such a it's so fucking wild and it doesn't get better from there. Like it just mm-hmm. continues getting worse and so much more upsetting. But yeah, Zim, Zim truly goes full horror movie slasher vibes in this. Yeah. There's a kid
1: it. whose brain gets turned into a can of soup. Was it a kid? <laughs> I can't uh, remember. Was it the it's nurse? The, it's
0: the receptionist at the nurse Receptionist. Office. Yeah. 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 Uh, various, various, like over the course of this episode, like at almost every kid in school becomes Zim's victim. He's taken an organ from every kid in school and replaced it with like a ruler, or <laughs> a, a carton of milk, or a whole cat. Now it's it's a fun visual reveal this uh, <laughs> that that he's been doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been you know trying to collect these human organs, and uh, and Dip has now noticed that there's like you know all these kids are acting weird, and he puts on his X-ray specs. And he puts two and two together. He walks up to Zim, who is now just a very husky boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Uh,
1: worth noting that Dib, in order to also have a hall pass, gets the backup hall pass, which is a oh, sixty-pound radiator, pound radiator he yeah. <laughs> um, that he has to sort of push drag. and drag through the school that he's like, handcuffed to, basically, right?
0: Yeah. No, it's I. This is this is my favorite. It's not my favorite moment of the episode. I'm gonna, I'm not going to say that I have too many, but they he's looking at all these kids in the cafeteria and we're seeing through his x-ray vision and it's like zooming in and seeing what it's been, what our organs have been replaced it with. And he's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And without leaving this x-ray view, he pans over and suddenly all we can see is organs and he zooms (laughs) out and still all we can see is pulsating fucking organs. Like just a horrifying pile of organs. (laughs) And then he takes off the glasses and, and Zim is yes, that's him. Stop. He's uh, so big now. <laughs> yes. But He's it is the- not the biggest he will get. He goes, he goes full bear and hearkening by the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what does he say? He's like, look at you. You've gone too far. You're a hideous blob of stolen organs. I've been working out. <laughs> yeah and then he like spits out a whole intestine and sucks it back up oh my god it's gnarly <laughs> yeah
1: he throws up an intestine it was at that point when i was like how the how the fuck is this how the fuck was this on nickelodeon
0: i did it, this didn't phase me i thought it was like i thought it was grotesque to the point of absurdity like it just it didn't seem mm-hmm. that graphic well because it was yes, so silly
1: but but it it was it was on it was on Nickelodeon is the yeah, thing. This it's just, like I mean, it's not, Rugrats. But I got, I'm not phased by the like, content, but the, yeah. it's just bizarre to me how this. No, but
0: like I would get real, that real fingers on chalkboard feeling from some like Ren and Stimpy's and Rocco's Modern Life. Like some of those, some of yeah. that kind of like, you know, yep. like sweaty eyeball up close, like boogers <laughs> yeah, and stuff.
1: Toenail, that crooked really yellow out. toenails this did, this that did,
0: are Yeah. Even that early cracked. SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. never gave me that, like at all. So I don't know. Maybe, no, maybe that me, or maybe it's not that. I don't know. There's an earnestness to this. I think. Yeah. I mean, it goes in for a different it, way, right?
1: It it goes for it so hard from start to finish that it kind of just like I don't know. I mean, I guess this is just what it does. I, I mean that. I, <laughs> uh. So this is also we get twerk twerk smacky. <laughs> He's the one kid who hasn't been uh, organ thefted.
0: Yeah. And he is he is a delightful jock who just sits there in the cafeteria pumping iron and never stops. <laughs> and he wears a shirt that says "Torque." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is where it goes full horror movie, because uh, as Dib is like going, you know, weird conspiracy theory, trying to explain shit to Torque, and they're walking down the hallway. Torque is taken by Zim and. Dib goes who's back in this to sort of him. like who's in this sort of like spider crawling outfit. Yes. Yeah. Right. He's got, he's got his mechanical legs. Now that are the spider legs that walk for him and he's creeping in the vents. Yeah. Cooing yep. up and fluttering. Yeah.
1: Cooing. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's so, it's so good. The rest of this episode is this horrifying chase scene like, Dib is, like, running down the hallway and all the ceiling tiles behind him are, like, falling because Zim's up in the fucking rafters and, like, oh, it's so good. I It's, it's just delicious and incredibly well done. It's genre as fuck. I love it. And, uh, you know, I think the... we have a slight wet fart ending, but it's still good.
1: I, I actually thought it was kind of a clever ending where... The whole so early the the receptionist is playing with this like moo mooing cylinder. I don't know the toy that oh, you turn yeah, it upside it's, down. yeah, And, goes like, um, and after being ch- after Dib is kind of the final girl in this horror movie. You know he, <laughs> he finally gets got. We don't know what got replaced. And then they're both sitting. The two of them are sitting in the nurse's office for judgment. And uh, <laughs> you know. And the, the Zim is, is confident with the logic that by having this many organs, he will be extremely human.
0: <laughs> extremely healthy
1: and human. And the nurse basically echoes yeah. that sentiment. She's we just should like, clip drop that. You're so that.
0: healthy. There. Why, well, you're one of the healthiest little children I've ever seen. And such plentiful organs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you know, in order to to like get a word out, otherwise Dib speaks and it. He's got the moo right, or no? It's his heart.
0: It's either his heart or his lungs or something.
1: Something, yes. But the moo, the moo toy, is in his body, and then suddenly, the the thing that was feared for Zim about becoming a medical oddity is now <laughs> Dib's curse, where he is now the boy that moos or whatever, the boy with <laughs> a moo heart or something. Yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those little spinning newspapers. It's like hideous yeah. mooing cyborg boy found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, I agree know. with
0: Austin. I like the ending as well. I think
1: it's, I think it's good.
0: It's very fun. I, yeah, this is this is the high that I think I was chasing the whole time as I watched the rest of the show. And you know, sometimes sometimes it it got close. Um, like Bad Bad Rubber Piggy gets close for me. I mean, it it's definitely fucked up in a different way. Um, yeah, well, it's and also a, about a few replacing others.
1: organs. So, you know,
0: it is. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I think, I think you probably have seen the episodes that I think you would like the most of Zim uh, tonight. But there are, there are still other good ones. It's just, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's even as consistent of a show as these three episodes would have uh, led you to believe. Sure. Yeah. Um,
1: I have a little bit of extra. Uh, Fun facts that I saw from IMDb Trivia.
0: Um, According
1: to director Steve Russell, Nickelodeon had a test screening for the episode Dark Harvest, during which one kid (laughs) ran out of the room crying before the episode was over. And (laughs) others were visibly shaken and clearly terrified (laughs) at what they saw. Um, Yeah. Yeah. The other the other note, which I will also tie into spoilers are Danny Phantom episode um invader zim became a controversial series when the show was mentioned as scott daleski's murder trial in 2005 daleski who was 17 at the time of the trial was convicted of murdering his neighbor and of the invader zim dark harvest episode as his motivation for committing the murder daleski <laughs> said that after watching dark harvest he became fascinated with collecting body parts and curious as to how the human body would function without certain organs which inspired the murder, although the people who defended Alesky said these comments were
0: made in jest. <laughs> huh. Made it? I mean... <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not I mean There's I'm not always going to be something that triggers yeah. the triggers oh, yeah, a serial absolutely. killer. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, yeah.
1: No, it's, just... it's the
0: It's the video games cause violence argument, but it is interesting. Yeah, I mean...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or yeah. Catcher in the Rye, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Did that, did that make any serial killers? I kind of doubt it. No, but they all fucking love it. They do <laughs> <love> that book. <laughs> yeah, and if you
1: don't, you're a phony. <laughs> Let's go to the wrap up. Let's
0: go to the wrap up, guys. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be super real with you right now. I'm. I'm super a. Thankful that you were able to engage with this show in a, in in some way and enjoy it on some level, but B that you you know, I don't know. I was a little I was a little nervous, sort of bearing my my cringe <laughs> soul to you. Uh, sure. we're exposing Sureness. your bare ass, exposing your banana material to everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I don't know. Thanks for thanks for make, making this a fun episode. It was it was. I a didn't really... think this was going to be like that embarrassing for you. I mean, Invader Zim, I, I remember being pretty. He was huge. Know, I mean, it's it was still. Huge. You know, I still I didn't see it in
1: places. I still see it yeah. a hot topic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a there was a convention like Invader Con that happened. There was a comic book that ran, I think, until last year. And There was a movie, um,
1: right? Was there a, a like? A yeah, they
0: did in like Netflix 2019. Movie? Netflix put out a a, a movie called uh, Invaders Zim Enter the Florpus. I think. How was it? Did you watch it? It was fine. It was. It was. I would say season two standard content, which is you know a little bit flanderized, but still fun. Uh, it still had the, you know, whatever that juice was, it still had the juice. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't a dark harvest, right? Yeah. Um, What? But yeah.
1: What is Jonan
0: doing now? Good question. I know he Twitch streams. Uh, hmm. So he does a lot of like weird, unhinged art Twitch streams. Uh, but to be perfectly honest, I mean, I know he was working on some level on that comic for several years. Uh, the Zim comic. I think he's probably just kind of been resting on the Zim laurels like he's, you know, he's older now. So I think there's less cred when you put out the sort of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac comics when you're like 40. Yeah. Um, then when you're 22, I think there's a little bit less. I don't know. And the world's different now. But, yeah. you know, so I don't I don't really know. I'm interested to see if he ever enters the like content machine again or if he just kind of is like, you know, what? that I'm wasn't done.
1: for me. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it's it's interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's also really interesting how, m- how many people were inspired by the show. You know, oh, like I'm yeah. looking at a few things of like just INDB saying that like Rebecca Sugar, creator of Steven Universe, oh, was a huge Invader Zim fan, apparently wrote fan fiction. She was yep. a teenager. She's like a whole. Oh, a lot. Uh, yeah. Me kids. too,
0: Rebecca. Me too.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as well as uh, Brian Konetzko, co-creator of Avatar, was a storyboard mm-hmm. artist and art director on Zim and the character of Ang was inspired by a drawing of an adult character he had originally designed while working on Zim uh and apparently he left visible traces of Joan Ann Vasquez's idiosyncratic style in the character's poses
0: yeah that's so, fun I, yeah. I it's it's i don't know it it is it is interesting i think it hit a lot of creators who are making art now at the time it hit me in their lives right like yeah. millennial creators uh and and yeah, it's 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 waves are felt. Uh it was for its time. Yeah. I don't think it fully holds up. Uh I think maybe kids today would be off put by it and it are it's maybe not right for them.
1: I, I mean, don't know. I I think about it a lot in the same way that I think about Homestar Runner, although I think I it's thought you were going to say
0: Homestuck. No, <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Also, <laughs> but
1: uh you know, in that uh, I th- I th- I think Homestar Runner's comedy still holds up better, but you know, oh, yeah, it's absolutely. it's like a a weird style in the Flash era that kind of hit a certain demographic of kids at just the right time. Is this sort of hyper now hyper like delicious? I guess is the right word. Right is like mm-hmm. just just incredibly relevant to a very small handful of people that took it and ran with it forever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, As a as a parting thought for me, I want to say I almost had us watch an episode called Rise of the Zit Boy um, where Ger gets pizza on Zim's face and Zim sprouts like an alien pimple and it grows to like the size of almost like a soccer ball. He draws a face on it, puts like a like a mannequin puppet body or not a mannequin, a a, a marionette puppet body. I think I've heard of this. Underneath his pustule that's coming out of his yeah. face, he names it Pustulio, And when <laughs> he when he knocks it and it bobbles around, you know, flush with pus, uh, his it has a hypnotizing effect on the local children. Jesus. <laughs> uh, and so he hypnotizes people with his little friend Pastulio. Uh, that that's <laughs> I don't know the the scope of, of episodes in this show. Yeah, it's really ran and snippy. It's almost like. I mean, it's very cornholio, right? It's very like <laughs> Beavis and <laughs> ButtHead, but yeah, God, they they really right. yeah. they really found a lot of different ways to make stories for this show, which also made like seeing every episode exciting because they you literally didn't really know what was about to go down. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, if I would not blame you if you never watched more, but there is. <laughs> It's all on Amazon Prime if you want to dive in there. So
1: Yeah, no, I mean I'm glad for having finally seen it, seen it, you know, mm-hmm,
0: the way mm-hmm. you've seen it. I it. Um, <laughs> seen it. Um
1: it's just, you know, it was a huge gap, I think, in yeah. compared to like other peers who who fell hard into Zim and I just have not never touched it. So I'm glad I did. Yeah. Yeah,
0: all it's right. kind of one of those things, right, where like if something something gets too popular too fast and if you didn't get on the train, you're kinda like I don't think I want to be here with all these, you know, <laughs> all these fans foaming at the mouth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then w- what were you going to do for for you know ten years after? Like, go and track down the DVDs. I mean, <laughs> it's fair. And then you're an adult, and you're just, like not going to watch, you know, a Nick yeah. <laughs> um, unless you're us.
0: Unless you're us. Unless yeah. you're us. Speaking of, next week we're going to watch a Nick
1: Yep. <laughs> you already know what it is.
0: It's Danny Phantom. Our patrons voted on it. And yeah. you're welcome, patrons. We watch Danny Phantom. So come back for that.
1: <laughs> and we'll see you next Tuesday. Nick Day.
0: Ah, oh, we'll see you Nicktoons Day. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>